Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Antonio Romanucci is the founding partner of Romanucci Landini Law. And I think everybody saw your client's picture, if not on the paper, social media sites, on the news. She was the first woman in Illinois exonerated after being sent to death row. And attorney Romanucci was, did I read this right, that she was sent to death row without a trial? That, that is correct, Lisa, which is really unbelievable when you think about the circumstances that Marilyn went through, because she was coerced not only into confessing, but also told that if she pled guilty, that she would get leniency on her sentence. And instead, the exact opposite happened, a plea of guilty, and she was sentenced to death. And so she she made that plea without an attorney present? Oh, there, there were attorneys present. There, there were certainly attorneys present at the time. You know, way back then, she, she was being represented. But, but she was told that typically what happens is when you plead guilty, um, that you get leniency on your sentence. And that's not what happened. You know, the circumstances that the prosecution presented based upon the false evidence that, uh, you know, Reynaldo Guevara and Ernest Halverson had developed against Marilyn was, was so severe that, that, that the judge sentenced her to death. Let's talk about those detectives in just a second. Um, is it true she wrote thousands of letters proclaiming her innocence? Marilyn will tell you that she wrote 3,000 letters unanswered. Nobody answered her letters. Nobody answered her pleas. Nobody even considered her until she was finally released. Obviously, the, the Innocence Project had a great role in this, and, and she's very grateful to them for her lawyers, you know, Lauren Caseberg uh, and Lauren Myerskoff for, for, for getting her out of prison. But before that, she, she, was, she was just uh, someone sitting on death row and, and incarcerated for 28 years. 28 years and she went in at 21 and she had children and that those children factored into why she signed a plea right absolutely because she was concerned about not being able to see her children and and she was told by by guevara and halverson that if she did the right thing by pleading guilty that she would see her children because what they were doing is they were using her children as pawns against her so they, they knew what a mother's weakness is, which is very typically, and I'm not, not excluding fathers here, but children are a weakness, and they used her children against her to coerce her into confessing and the subsequent events. And she confessed to murder. That is correct. She confessed to a murder. And this seems like we would hear this on a crime podcast or Dateline or 2020 or something like that. It seems so unbelievable that this could happen and she could write 3,000 letters that go unanswered. She maintained her innocence. And after 28 years, she gets out. And when you get out, there's really nothing for you, right? You don't know how to live a life if you were just 21 when you went in. And she did experience homelessness, right? She did, and, and this was something that was very painful, and, and she revealed herself the other day when she talked about it, 
which was really cathartic for her because when, when she got let out, think about it, after 28 years, it was an entirely new world for her. She had nowhere to go. Her family was still broken. She was broken, and, and she was homeless for months and months. And then, you know, fortunately, her family rallied, came together, and they didn't even know she was homeless. She didn't even tell them. So it was quite a story. Lisa, very, very compelling story. So Governor J.B. Pritzker commuted her sentence in 2020, and then a judge later vacated her convictions. And let's go back to the attorney who's, or the, not the attorney, the detective whose name that we've heard a lot in the news. Um, where is he, and is it true that he's still getting an $80,000 a year pension from the city? Absolutely ridiculously, this man is still being paid an $80,000 plus per year pension. He's retired in Texas because he obviously quit from the Chicago Police Department before any administrative hearings could be held against them. But don't forget that just within the last two weeks, uh, State's Attorney Kim Fox uh, released what's called the Brady List with Ronaldo Guevara on it, which means that if there are any cases ever pending where this officer or this detective worked on, he's determined to have no credibility. That's what a Brady list is. So if he's ever called to testify, he would be branded uh, basically a liar is what he is. So he's on a do not call list from the from the actual um, Cook County State's Attorney's Office. But this is not the only case that he was involved in where people were later released and awarded big settlements for falsely being in prison for crimes they didn't commit. So how is it that he hasn't been charged and he still gets $80,000 a year? Well, that's what we're saying. We, I, you know, our, our, our pleas, not only mine, but all of the attorneys who are working on these cases, are demanding that this man be charged as a criminal because clearly he committed not only official misconduct, but he lied in order to get people in prison. He changed people's lives by 800 years. His lies cost all of these people who have now been exonerated 800 years in prison. So there is no question that not only should he have lost his job, lose his pension, but he should be criminally charged. You can't get away with this. That's accountability. That's justice. And John Burge was charged, right? Yes, he was. Absolutely. And so we, we are still we are still waiting for word about when and where this man will be charged. And with the cases that he was involved in, and he put people away for 800 years who were innocent, how much has that cost the city uh, to settle some of these issues? Well, you can look at it from, from two viewpoints, Lisa. What it costs the city to defend something which I believe is indefensible. Um, we don't know how the city will continue to defend Reynaldo Guevara when he is now on this Brady list. He has no credibility. He cannot defend himself. The best he could ever do is plead the fifth. So that's number one. He's cost the city $26 million in legal fees alone. He's going to cost the city, uh, I believe, somewhere in the hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in, 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 in compensation as a result of all these years that people have spent in prison. And, and we know that the city is taking a position right now that they're going to continue to defend this, which, as I said, is indefensible. And how's your, how's your client doing? 
Well, look, I no, nobody can say that she's doing great. I mean, that right. that would be impossible. But but when you talk to her, she is so grateful and thankful that she is free, that her innocence has been now proclaimed to be true by many, by the governor, by the state's attorney, by prosecutors, by judges. They've all believed and stated openly that she's free. So she feels a great deal of vindication when it comes to that. But she still says, she still maintains that she's broken. Uh, Think of what that did to her for all those years. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. Have a good day. Attorney Romanucci with Romanucci Blandini Law. Coming up next, Steve has your news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.